Welcome to Stop, Back, and Roll, a podcast about smelling the crisp stadium air, feeling the grass beneath your feet, and getting ready to magic missile a ball downfield. I'm James. And I'm Brandon. Today we're going to be talking about the field sports segment of the Radcrawl Extended Games universe and how to design around future content. Yeah, this is so we're so far off base. We, so, none of this should yeah. even be continued. No, no, no. I won't. I won't put this in. But yeah, but like I, honestly, you if, you have, if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen Watchmen, it is. It was maybe one of the best shows, TV shows that has come out in the last like two years, three. Years. All right, it's it's, on it's, it. it's incredible. I'll have and to watch it right after I watch Octonauts. Yeah, I definitely uh, had exactly the same thought process that you did about that show. Yeah, I really squid thought game. that that squid game was like, was cute squids. <laughs> anyway, speaking of cute squids. Tabletop games. Tabletop games. Is there and a now, squid in Radcrawl? Um, there, there definitely should be. There needs be. to be a squid racer in, like, if you were. Oh, in, if, yeah. Are you still doing, are you still doing pre-made characters for, uh. For uh, Deadly Cobalt Racing. Deadly Cobalt Racing? Yes, I am. Then I think you need a squid. A squid would be fun. Squid racing is like a... Squids and cart games are intrinsically linked. Certainly. Yeah? Yeah. Are they? Yeah, definitely. Because there's like the Mario squid. Oh, yeah, you can't race the Mario squid, though. Yeah, but he sprays ink on your face. And then you can't see. What is the Mario squid's name? Uh, blooper (laughs) this is such a great uh, goobert all right so (laughs) tabletop games tabletop what are we talking about today (laughs) we're gonna talk about something within the rad universe and what i wanted to do because i thought this would be kind of fun is to throw out where there are currently fruitful voids in the radiverse and go like hey which of these interests you and let's dive in okay all right one of those is, uh, oh, so like a fruitful void, in case this is an unfamiliar thing, is a space that has been, that is currently blank, that is like free for you to fill in. Mm-hmm. So like the uh, PBTA description of like draw maps, leave spaces is talking about that. And like, so those spaces that like, you know, kind of what's around stuff, but you don't know what's there. Those are, like, really great spots for, like, a lot of creative thinking. Uh, And so, with the way that I've kind of been throwing darts at Radcrawl, and now, like, getting to have a shape of it, there's a lot to fill in, and a lot that I think we could have some fun uh, diving into. So, there are, in Radcrawl itself are the skirmish dungeon crawling game. I'm starting to work on dungeons, but we're early enough that there could be some fun either making one or talking about like the structure of them and what structure is a good dungeon. In uh, Deadly Cobalt Racing, we could make ourselves a racer and just start like goofing around with some of that stuff because that's always mm-hmm. fun. Uh, the sports game... Uh, we have not talked too much about like the actual mechanics of it. And I think that the actual mechanics of it might be simple enough that we could 
finish like n- not finish it in terms of because there's items and stuff like that but like i think we could get like an outline of it down um and then from there there's like there's a hundred thousand different things that we could dive into <laughs> on the periphery because like the intention is for this game to be super expandable and so like at some point i'm going to be making a sponsors expansion at some point i'm going to be making um an expansion that does like uh that is like long-term character faith and stuff like that. I think that the I'm... The nemesis system. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that I'm the most interested in talking about dungeons or the fleshing out the core rules of the sports game. Cool. Maybe, I'm, I'm also totally good with either of those. Maybe the sports game, because I think that's something we haven't talked about as much. Yeah. So... I'm curious to see how these rules that sort of grew up around dungeon crawling and racing. <laughs> I mean, what what is sports other than dungeon crawl Dun- racing? It's basically the perfect intersection of those two concepts. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get into your into the enemy team's dungeon yep. as fast Race as possible. Race through it. Yeah. Using your equipment. Yeah. And special class abilities. All so, right. so what? I guess first off, how did what is this game? <laughs> you or or even just like what, like when you sports is a very broad subject. Are we talking about? Do you see this as being a? Uh, I guess even just like very very basic. Is this a an individual sport game? Is this a team mm. sport game? Are we talking about American football? Are we talking about soccer? Are we talking basketball, baseball? What this does this look a, like to you? This is a team field sports game with uh, a goal on either side. Okay. So it's more like a rugby or more like a more like a rugby, a soccer, a football, a basketball than like a baseball. Okay. Um, Fair. I think it is not going to be as divided as football in terms of like you do a run you stop you do a run you stop just because i think that as much as i love that for real life uh it's kind of nice to have like you know have things a little more free-flowing during a game like this yeah i can see how you're already gonna have starts and stops because of how like because of players taking turns and like dividing up the actual mechanical resolution of things. So then to add another layer of starts and stops for the rules of the game could be too much starting and stopping. Yeah. And like, also just like I, as, as a football fan, I have explained football rules to a whole lot of people and like football rules are more complicated than soccer rules, you know? Uh, and I think that that makes a specifically structured kind of game. Yeah. That is not not a bad one. I really enjoy both structures of game. But I think that if it's complicated to explain the rules of the game, then the mechanics are going to be like an added layer to that, you know? There's also a... um, Football has a fairly... American football has a fairly rigid structure to it. Yeah. Like, realistically, uh, besides how the individual games, like, how do, how do individual plays play out, the yeah. overall game flow pretty much always happens exactly the same way. 
Whereas yeah. a game like soccer or basketball uh, or if we're allowed to talk about Quidditch as a fictional sport, like fuck turfs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, yeah. we are as long as we append okay. that and make that clear um, that not a dollar of our money is going towards that yeah. awful person. Those sports have a more free form flow to them where like soccer has specific rules for about like what happens when the ball leaves the playing field and then how do you get it back in as fast as possible where it's not like you're not resetting to the center of the field you're not just moving along back and forth in chunks of uh and chunks of the field yeah i don't want to like lift the minis every time we get it down and also reset all the minis just from like a gameplay perspective, if you made a game that was played like football, it would just sort of by necessity play mm. the same way literally every time you played it. Yeah, that's true. Especially if you are playing a team that is like that can only throw. Yeah. Like if you're playing like an NFL team that doesn't know how to rush anymore because they're all a bunch of babies that have forgotten how to rush. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back rushing games. Uh, yeah, so, like, uh, basically I want it to be a little more free flow in that way. Especially if you've got characters and rules that come over from the racing game. You yeah. have a lot of, like, interesting movement mechanics that yep. I think a f- more freeform game will take advantage of. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, here's where I'm gonna go oh, this is a podcast, and this is going to be tough to describe both to you and in audio form, but we're going to do our very best. Yeah. Uh, Needless to say, the playmat is a a field. And, like, you could probably make modifications. Uh, It's a rectangle. Um, It's not a hex. (laughs) No, I think think it is a rectangle, not a hex. Um, Because I think it is two teams to, to go for. Okay. Um, and like the reason you want a rectangular field, not a square field most of the time is because it forces people into contact with each other. Like you, you want their mm-hmm. movement to be down the field. You don't want a ton of lateral movement just in terms of like sports design. Right. Um, especially if, if you've got abilities that like, you know, <laughs> you're throwing somebody or something like that. Yeah. Um, so the way it works is each player has each side, each team has six players on the field at once. And those players have in theory, they've got uh like the same six stats. I'm prob I don't know if I'm going to be changing from the D&D stats because like that is familiar and useful because of that. Uh I don't know how like how much some of those stats are going to be useful. Like, definitely, I think your core strength, dexterity, constitution are your most useful stats when you're playing a playing soccer. Uh, But I'm going to see like I'm going to see whether it's this game basically cuts it off and says it's those three or whether this game continues to use all six just with three of the more important. But the way the game works is you have basically like a counter on each of your. James just pasted a image from a, cricket from, a, from from what is clearly a fictional sport. That is this real? Yeah. A cricket. Well, this includes like umpires and stuff. 
A cricket, a cricket field. I was just thinking about how a cricket are these field positions. I don't think these are positions. No, these they're, are not positions. They're points. But a cricket field is a rectangle with two circles in an oval, <laughs> in a larger <laughs> oval, in a larger, differently shaped oval. Cricket fields are like the wildest shaped field. Yeah, I was going to say baseball fields aren't technically that much different in that they are like a diamond inside of a diamond inside of a circle but this does have two intersecting circles <laughs> that are on it in a way that i cannot process <laughs> <laughs> cricket fields are so weird to me from a uh a from a viewing standpoint because it is by the necessity of the way the field is laid out it is a small rectangle inside of a large <laughs> circle <laughs> and so the at any you are like you are very far away from the action if you are sitting at any point in the stadium that is so there whereas like the baseball field is sort of a lot laid out in a in a specific diamond pattern so that yeah. some people can sit close to where the action is happening <laughs> cricket is a bonkers sport and i i kind of love it well th- this is using uh audience seating the way that god intended which is a square is a rectangle with a rectangular stadium around it uh (laughs) like soccer uh but in any case you've got six players and your characters have um have like charge so the more you use them the more tired they get so like on round one you're at like two charge i love this um you spent you move three players per turn and which lets you like have someone run down the field, someone else kicks the ball to them, someone else moves into position or throws the ball to them, someone else moves into position to block. Uh, so like you can do like actual plays, which is a little uh, football-y feeling because you're doing it, you know, you're kind of moving your circles and lines. Um, but from there, uh, any player that didn't move gains a point of charge. And any player that did move loses a point of charge. So, like, your ideal situation is to be changing players frequently. Like, in terms of which ones you're using. Uh, your level of charge determines, determines like, how much bonus or penalty you have on the actions you're making. And it determines how far you can move. So, like, if you're at, like, full five charge, then you can move down the field way faster than someone who's at two or at three. Which lets you get, like, those great, like, uh, like, straightaway runs Mm -hmm. that someone had, like, full charge and got the ball and just rockets. Did we, sorry, did we establish, are are you imagining that this is a two-player game where each player is controlling six characters on each side or is it like could you have uh multiple players controlling some number of characters on each side? i think it's foosball style that okay. like it's team versus team and how many people you put on each team uh is up to you like you could have six people per side and just say like like have like basically a coach or a shot. You could have seven people on each side and have like your coach or captain 
be the shot caller that's going like, uh, James, you're moving this turn. And then you choose your turn and then, uh, and do it that way. Um, or even like, you know, quarterback together and stuff like that. But the, the core aspect, like a turn is three players on a team moving. And then the next turn is three players on a team moving. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like Does that, that make sense? Yeah. And so like the way that these stats are going to be set up is they're derived from your your bonus to stats. And so it's it's mostly about it's partially about dice rolling. Um it's so like the dice system is going to be different from rad crawl but using the same thing. So like a strength of 3 is not necessarily a plus 3 strength. For like for like actiony stuff it is, but a plus 3 strength also might uh make it easier to like I don't know if strength makes sense for running faster or running further. Um, but like, you know, like your, your stat is used for like throwing the ball and like catching the ball. Uh, yeah. and, and that I think is going to be done using D sixes of the number that you have charge or the, the number that you have the stat. I don't know if that works actually. And maybe you're trying to hit your charge number Ooh. and you're rolling your number of dice that you have for that bonus of stat. So does that mean you're trying to roll a low number? Yeah. So like if you've got like a uh, strength of plus three and you're trying to like hurl the ball down the field, uh, then you want, if you're going to hit where you want to hit, then you need to roll under your current charge and you have your three dice from your strength of three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty simple. Um, and then like, which again, it's very beneficial to be at charge five and be rolling and going like, oh, I need to hit a five or lower to catch this ball. So what causes, can you, can you raise your charge during the yes. game? Any turn you don't move, ah, your okay. charge goes up. Is so that- like if you have one player that's doing all the work, they're going to start having a harder and harder time actually doing anything is there a um is there a maximum charge per character yes five because you're trying to roll that number lower is it oh but sorry i meant i meant like that that sounds like you're saying any any player any character can only have a maximum of five charge is there is it different per character like is there a your constitution or strength stat changes the number of charge you start with i hadn't intended i hadn't thought that to basically say like this character has more stamina than this character that's interesting that that is something i hadn't uh i hadn't thought of but i could totally see that working um i think maybe maybe what i need to do is like really get an idea of what the stats do mm-hmm. dex is might make sense that dex is throwing and catching strength is tackling or getting the ball from somebody and con is like you know holding the ball or like not getting pushed and stuff like that but i could also see that being a thing that like that con affects your starting because i kind of love i kind of love a knock-on effect of that of like if maybe 
there is a way so let's just say hypothetically there's a constitution score and that yeah. sets your maximum or your 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 starting and or maximum charge for yeah. for for rad sports um maybe there's no way to change that like through playing the game but yeah. maybe you can pl- maybe if you find a shrine in a dungeon somewhere you can change your con- <laughs> you can your raise con. your constitution and so if you like if you're if you're if your goalie doesn't have a constitution or a high enough <laughs> charge um you have to then play or you, you wouldn't have to but you could take them into a rad crawl game to go dungeon diving to hopefully find something that would raise their constitution score to make them a better sports player a hundred percent an intention with this <laughs> yes that is fully an intention because your equipment all still sticks around you know um and all still does stuff i need to figure out i really like this system for like moving the ball but i i i don't know how it, I'm, I'm still working out kind of how to square that circle with like rad crawl items that say like you know uh, this adds two to your attack. And it's like, adding two to your attack is pretty devastating. Yeah. And I think it's- maybe it, it just is a semi-layered system that like, I attack them in order to damage their HP. And also, I'm d- trying to steal the ball at the same time. Are you imagine so kind of resolve both those things. Um, that the, maybe this is like a distinction that doesn't really matter. <laughs> But are you imagining that the ball is its own entity on the field versus like a uh, a status of a character? Yes, I think the ball is its own thing on the field. So, like, if you make a if you try to 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 kick the ball or throw the ball to a teammate and you miss, then the ball exists on the field. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like it's not like this character has a status of ball carrier. Yeah. Like Yeah, like if you, if you have the ball in your hand, then you do basically have the status of ball carrier, right? Like it would probably have like a little mini standing that you put on top of your other standing. Yeah. Um and you you are considered to be like in possession of the ball. But um, the ball can fall out of anybody's holding and be just on the field somewhere. Yeah, if if you use your ranger and you use your like sniper shot from halfway down the field and you knock down the guy who's got the ball, then the ball is just sitting right there next to their unconscious body. <laughs> <laughs> this all, that also here um that also gives um the it gives you the ability to have uh if you wanted to slightly different balls. Yes, that is a hundred percent a plan. And and furthermore, past that, it lets you put effects on the ball. Yes, like maybe I, as the wizard, freeze the ball, and then yeah, before you take the ball, you have to, like maybe our team has uh has uh some some ne- some like. We, like maybe we've been we've been adventuring in sort of icy dungeons recently up in the mm. north and so we all have uh protection against frost so i as the wizard frost our ball because then we won't have to make that roll because we've got prote- we've got protective gloves and stuff but the exactly, enemy team yes. doesn't have that and so if they're gonna hold on to the ball they've got to make that that whatever 
cold save. Cons, whatever. Or yeah. uh, light the ball on fire kind of stuff, which I love. That is completely an intention with this. Um, and all of that will be worded as like, uh, make an object be frozen. Yeah. And so you need to do this in order to touch this object so that it moves over to the other games as well. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's all it's all like alternate uses of standard wizard spells. Exactly, yeah. And so like that will definitely be a part of the game that you're choosing like that you're in play and you're like, I'm going to have my wizard c- do an action of making the ball invisible. And then it's like, okay. <laughs> God, you could so easily phrase a magic missile type spell to... <laughs> Indi- to, like so i think traditionally magic missile has been a spell that like creates a magical dart and then shoots yeah. it but if you just change that so that it it you had to have a dart for your magic yeah. missile spell to launch then that would like very easily be a throw the football spell as well yes yeah yeah it's so, like like that is definitely going to be like that's part of the reason i really want this to be a on grid tactical game yeah is that you can have stuff like you know like oh yeah i take the ball and i throw it straight up into the air and it turns on its meteor effect and where it lands and i'm aiming right there will uh you know cause everybody 3d6 uh bludgeoning damage (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. um and so yeah so like i there's uh i i think i want there to be a goal I don't think I want an end zone. Yeah. Um, but, uh, because that, like, I think from a, from a D and D ish or like from a fantasy tabletop game perspective that lets you have a character be, lets you have characters be defenders, lets you have a character be a goalie. Um, so if you've got like a low stamina character who has low charge, then they can just stand in front of the goal um it gives you something to protect it gives you things to target your defensive magic around yeah and i think that's that's probably more interesting than just a field like a or a zone yeah i think so um and uh and yeah like that's kind of the broad strokes idea that i've got and uh i think it's pretty functional and so like the the horrifying thing that comes with all of these rad games is the need to make a whole bunch of cards yeah uh it does sound like like, actually write down the rules you could theoretically play it without any cards also but like bleh yeah it does sound like you need to really lock down what the ability stats are yeah i think think that that like like we've talked a little bit about for a couple of these now that like it really changes the way you roll and what you're doing. Yeah. If we don't know what the stats are. I I think that I'm going to end up going with approximately the D&D stats. Mm-hmm. I, I hate intelligence as the stat for magic. And like, I know that the stat for magic in D&D is magic and also knowledge of history and stuff like that. But frankly, in all of these games, you're not doing a history check. No. You know, like... It's not that kind of... It's not that kind of game. And so I'm a little tempted to, like, rename intelligence to, like, Arcana. Mm. 
uh, and then just like cut through, like just basically keep the rest as is. Because strength is very obviously applicable in any of the games. Like, so, like, if, like breaking down the four games, right? Uh, Radcrawl, uh, Deadly Cobalt Racing, Pommel Ball is the current name of it. Okay. And uh, Dance Cards and Debutantes, which is the... <laughs> dancing. Uh, yeah, the, the dancing nobility. We're all going to the ball game. Strength is obviously applicable to any of those, because part of the dancing at the ball adventure is always like... We're going to bust in and steal the king's treasure. Uh, but also like lifts and other dance moves. Yeah, lifts and other dance moves. That's true. Um, dexterity, I think, very clearly is applicable to all of them. Yeah. I think constitution is applicable to all of them. Charisma is obviously applicable to all of them. Yeah, so it's just what do you do with wisdom and intelligence? Yeah, and like wisdom is, I think, useful for like a lot of like... Uh, like mind effects in terms of like not being mm. affected this, like this this description i found on the roll 20 website also describes wisdom as being perception and insight yeah and that's also like like if you tweak that to be like strategy as well like that's that's yeah. your, that's your that's your when when do you hit the nos in your in your cart uh or how do you do you figure out what the other team's play is or should i would would and would a would have an enemy have trapped this door kind of stuff like yeah there's there's definitely some stuff there and like like the the thing is that like all of this is meant to be doing shortcuts you know yeah. like the point of rad coral is in some ways to be a D&D that you don't need to master a new system wholly and you don't need to have a four-page long character sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's when you when you sit down to play the game, you don't need to like do two hours of accounting beforehand. Like I, I I've put together the rad crawl character creation rules, and it's like assign your six stats. You have this much health. Add your con to it. Uh, choose an ability and you're done and like that's kind of the sort of feel I want to have for all of these that like when you sit down to play pommel ball you're grabbing your characters and like putting them on a team or you're like grabbing a team setup and like naming your characters uh, or if you have characters already and you want to do the extra accounting work of designing six characters then you can do it but uh, just like keeping things snappy is such a big part of it and having it be the familiar D&D stats in some ways like helps with that a lot like apocalypse world once you understand the stats works really nicely but like the first time that you sit down you go cool hard hot sharp weird what does what yeah um, there's a little bit of you got to train your brain to... Yeah, like, like, there's system mastery, right? And with the way the RPG hobby is structured, the system mastery for D&D is already there. You know? Like... Yeah. Because, let's be real, no one's going to be picking up Rad Crawl from my itch, having never played D&D. &D. <laughs> you know? 
like with no idea of what the different stats do. Uh, so I'm, I hate intelligence because I think it just it, I think it doesn't describe it very well, and I think it isn't, it, especially for these games, is not doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah, and I'd rather just make it a like magic stat. Yeah, and yeah. maybe pull maybe pull some of the magic out of uh, out of wisdom. Yeah, and charisma. Yeah. Like, I think there's a space for charisma casting of some kind, but charisma is like a big part of being like a celebrity and the big part of these games is being a celebrity. There's going to be celebrity style moves for everybody. God, this is thesaurus.com. Sorry, this is a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> thesaurus.com says that knack is a, is a synonym for dexterity. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I don't know that I follow that. I'm not sure that I do either. <laughs> It defines knack. It actually says it's yeah, yeah, knack. I don't, I don't know that I understand. It's a special skill, talent, or aptitude—a clever or adroit way of doing something, a trick or ruse, a sharp cracking sound. No, uh, that's that's very strange. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that that's a synonym right there. And like, I also don't want to do like, I don't want to do the uh, early '90s thing. Of like, this isn't strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, charisma, and wisdom. This is muscle yeah, and I, that's stomach was, gut. That's what I was trying to figure out. I was I had come up with overcome for strength, withstand for, for the constitution, <laughs> magnetism instead of charisma. Mm. Um, I was trying to come up with alternates just as a, as a fun thought experiment. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if I love knack for dexterity. <laughs> And then, uh, with I like withstand for constitution, uh, intelligence. We sort of had said arcana. Yeah. So you're you're one, two, three, four, five. What am I missing? One strength, Wisdom, dexterity, perception. One, two, three, four, five, six. What oh no! Wisdom was always Over, will in those nineties games. Knack, withstand. Oh, charisma. Um, no, that's magnetism. So. More thrilling audio content. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I need wisdom. What was wisdom? Um, uh, wisdom is is always uh, is will or uh, perception those? are the two that the '90s games always did. What does? Oh, it's no. Here we go. We're gonna do. Uh, I was trying to go with verbs. or mental fortitude. Um. Okay. Great. Cool. Uh, the source.com suggests intelligence. Oh, good. Yes. No. Perfect. <laughs> um. What about sophistication? <laughs> Or acumen, acumen. <laughs> yeah. So here's, here's your your six stats of overcome, knack, withstand, magnetism, arcana, and acumen. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I've 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 done it. Yeah. Uh, use constitution, which is your ability to hit something hard. Uh, you've got your strength, which is your <laughs> ability to like take a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to be strong to take a hit. You know. Intelligence is your ability to see and react to things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the reactivity so the, ability. Um, your wisdom is like your knowledge with like ranged weapons. Because <laughs> like, you know, it takes like some like kind of figuring it out and like saying like, oh, here's how the wind is going to be. Yeah. And charisma is the force of your ability to, to like to control magics and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. We did it. We did it. <laughs> I actually don't know that we did it. I think we only I, did five. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah. But so, anyway, yeah, like, I think there's certainly there is a benefit to just using the same words. Yeah, and just like it's that way, it's just quick, just possibly with intelligence switch to Arcana. Yeah, so um, just to make it clearer. Yeah, because I I don't want like I don't want the question there. Like I want it to be very clear. This is your magic stat. If you want to be magic, put it in this one. Um, because like I don't I don't know if there's going to be clerics necessarily. Yeah. Um, because like the cleric space has always been a little bit weird. Um, and like honestly, like a warlord style character from fourth fourth ed kind of yeah. works better for rag crawl anyway shout people's hands back on <laughs> yeah wow for babies rag crawl is definitely wow for babies if i can be <laughs> real honest <laughs> yeah i i i loved playing the i played the fourth ed uh um bard which was that leader mm, role yeah. that they made up and so all, everything i did was yell hit that guy so that the so fighter good. could be like i was gonna do that <laughs> you're not helpful <laughs> but you are because you get to hit that right. guy earlier <laughs> you hit that guy twice uh so what else, what other what other weird quirks of sport what other sports quirks are gonna show up in this game <laughs> Um, um, I think that, that I want there to be like some degree of audience response. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know exactly how I want that to work yet. I kind of like the idea that like when you do a super cool play in some way, mm-hmm. you get like you get the audience more on your side. Yeah. I wonder if there isn't a, uh, I wonder if there isn't a role for like a stadium kind of, uh, in a playbook or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Character sheet, the way that you kind of have some, like have some descriptors or abilities for, for the, for the stadium and so then you'd yeah. be able to establish, like, are we playing on our home field? Are we playing on? A, are we playing away? Are yeah. these characters? Are these these like? Because maybe something like if you do a big cool play and you trigger whatever it is, maybe the the crowd cheers and refreshes everybody's uh, charge one. Yeah, because yeah. you get that energy or uh the 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 um the crowd what's the 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 famous uh football thing is like the crowd yelled so much that the players on the field couldn't hear the the team leader mm-hmm. and messed up a play like that kind of stuff like yeah it would give you that the ability is really good to have sort of um <laughs> to have sort of uh pokemon stadium style uh <laughs> uh sort of ground effects yeah and that is that is definitely like fully the kind of vibe i'm going for that's that makes a lot of sense because that's kind of what the announcer role does in mm-hmm. rad crawl. Um, and so having like a stadium in front of you that like, you know, like you're going to have a big sheet in front of you anyway. Yeah. Like this, tossing I see this, a couple moves down is a really good idea. The stadium character sheet being less about the physical stadium and more about like, what is the crowd? What is the crowd predisposed yeah. to like? Yeah. And like give a couple of, uh, there, there's probably like a couple of things that in general kind of apply. That like you know you can spend an inspiration to get back a 
you can spend like a, a an audience cheer to get back some charge is probably yeah. relevant to most stadiums. Yeah. But like it'll also be kind of cool to be at like a wizard stadium and have people like throwing magic down <laughs> at you. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um have different like rowdiness of stadiums and stuff. Yeah, I I think I think that with like you need so with a stadium you need some kind of a physical descriptor that describes like is this a stadium that is well maintained is it yeah. brand new is it indoors is it does it have a an open roof um like some kind of a i don't know if you want to get into like weather effects but um, like definitely want undead horrific weather effects like i mean like the core game like with all of these i'm trying to make the core game and get it out yeah so it's there and done and then i'm gonna be able to go back and start going like hey do you want weather effects for your game Here's but a little I'm, additional thingy. I'm seeing like you need quality. You need some kind of a mechanic to determine who, we, like who the 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 fans side with. Yeah, like who are like they? What, what is their makes, predisposition? Yeah, and and like what makes the fans happy? Yeah, like, are these fans? Are these like a? I'm I'm just gonna use like the examples that I was talking about, uh, for like the rad crawl arenas. Um, like, are these pirate fans that want to see some, they want to see some hard hits? Yeah. Or, like, are these, like, wizard fans that want to see a cool magic effect? Yeah. And then, and then sort of connecting that is how, what is their rowdiness level? Like, yeah. are they gonna, are the fans gonna storm the field at any point? I, I want undead pirates to storm the field in the middle of the game. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's how you yes. smoothly transition from Rad Crawl Sports to regular Rad Crawl. Directly to Rad Crawl. Yeah, you're like, all right, let's get out the rest of our equipment, guys. <laughs> <laughs> now now all 12 people on the field are, are, are joined forces to fight off of these zombie pirates. Exactly. Who got exactly. too rowdy during their football game. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that a lot. I think that it, I think that mirrors the like if you have kind of a basic playbook or basic facts about the dungeon that you're going down into or the Rackerel yeah. stadiums, like that kind of parallels that. Or if you have a similar, like you could, I could see you having, having a similar playbook type thing for a racetrack. Yeah. Um, it's so. It's, and like, so like, that's like the goal is that all of these have the same sets of play elements so that you're able to like, look at it from a broad, from a, like a, an, a top-down view and know what you're going to be looking at. You know you're going to be looking at characters. You know you're going to be looking at yeah. items. You know you're going to be looking at like arena effects. And it ah, uh, it lets you it lets you do things that like create lore that carries over between yeah. things. So that's where when you have the like the AMFC fantasy uh, setting, you can say yes. like, here is this region. These guys love this, and here's what their their sports stadium looks like. Here's what their racetrack looks like. Here's what a dungeon looks like, and here's and like you know that if you're in this region or or around these kinds of characters, you're gonna want to do these things. Yeah. Oh my god! Like a, a like world tour uh, supplement where you jump around from location to location. And like are making your choices of like, okay, what are we gonna do here is is gold. I love that. And that lets you establish um 
like meta events. Yeah. Where you say, here's like, in order, like, what's the, um, uh, there's, it's the thing in, in, uh, uh, like meta narrative? Yeah, there's like there's what, like what's it called? There's like, like there's a thing in 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 I think they do it in in golf and in tennis where you've got to win a certain number of the major championships and then you become like mm. a grandmaster kind of stuff. Yes. Um that's what I'm thinking like you could say like here's here is the radmasters qualification and it's Amazing. like it's win win of 3 races on these fields like and then you could release those 3 specific uh racetracks or yeah. say like here is this tournament like you could almost do it as like a convention event like throwing way back oh, to the original so of fun. rad of rad crawl yeah like, here's your con here is the convention uh tournament which is like if you win if you want to win like the uh like dexcon whatever grand open <laughs> then you've got to you've got to compete and win in these three stadiums oh my god that would be releasing. amazing or yes. or like here's the like a, a triathlon style where you've got to like you've got to race from here in this in this uh on this racetrack and then play red red sports and then dive at the dungeon to get the 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 final like ruby that is that is like fully completely the kind of vibe that i'm going for yeah and that's I, all and that's all like great like day two stuff like phase two yes, like once you've yeah. got it all there there's all these sort of interesting ways to like link all remix, of these different yeah. things and remix and 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 put like layer more layers of meta narrative on top of it yeah and so like figuring out basically like what i'm at right now is first off trying to get any of these games out my guess is that Ragcrawl will be first because mm -hmm. it's the most like normal <laughs> you know it's also um, the one you've been working on the longest it's also the one i've been working on the longest yeah um and then like from there just like making sure that i have these spaces that i can build out and like the nice thing is because they're based on the same approximate stats because they're based on ideas of like competition and like you know kind of some combaty sportsy stuff there's a lot of things that easily transfer over. Like I was like one thing that I've I keep on stopping myself from working on because I, I don't want to work <laughs> on anything supplemental until the core is out is I want to have uh, a sponsorship mm, uh, expansion yeah. that like you have like NPCs that they say like, this is what I like. This is what I like. This is what I like. You do those things. You get abilities from those NPCs and yeah. like, that applies just as well for sports or racing or or skirmishing. There's um there's a this is like a weird way to pull in an influence, but there's a uh in in the modern version of Kerbal Space Program, you can mm -hmm. do um they're not missions, they're called and they're not called sponsorships. Uh I'll never remember <laughs> what they're called. <laughs> but they're things like they're there you get hired by different corporations who want specific kinds of science and it's yeah. like do go like fly a space plane to this location and do this kind of like temperature science and bring it back yeah. to us and we'll pay you this amount of money extra and we'll give you maybe this item that we're testing early yeah. and like that kind of thing where it's almost like 
you could almost have like a sponsor say, "Hey, we're looking we're looking to give someone who's trying to participate in this race in this uh, on this race course a cool car piece that we're working on, uh, and in order to qualify for it, you have to do X, Y, or Z." Yeah, you you got to show us that you can win this race. You got to show us that, like, you know, that you're not afraid of dragons because this does involve some yeah. dragon magic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then, but then, uh, that gives you the ability to be like, well, okay, but, um, the people in this region, if you're going to be playing rad sports, uh, the, the, the audience is predisposed not to like rad coke because rad cook used to have a factory here and now they've left and took all the jobs away and yeah. so now if you come in with a with a with jersey a that has the rad coke logo on it um mm-hmm. you might get some special magic based on that but the fe- the the, te- the audience is gonna be predisposed to not liking you yeah yeah uh, th- this is what i'm like so into this with yeah um and like I know on a certain level that I am making a nightmare for myself <laughs> just in terms of like how these things interact with each other down the road. Um, I think it's going to take a lot of PDF updating and maybe getting creative in terms of like using a website to look at like but how also, things interact. <laughs> to some extent, some of that meta stuff doesn't need to be involved and some of it doesn't need to be like stuff that you create. Like That's if true. There's, yeah. If there is a... If there is like a Twitch streamer who wants to run rad crawl tournaments and basically wants to be like, this is my Pokemon gym equivalent, come yeah. face off against me. And then if you win, then you'll get this, this badge. You'll get the like the, the smoke badge by coming to my smoke uh, based <laughs> arena and fighting my, my smoke based my, my lost sports monster. team, my lost monster based sports team, <laughs> then like that's cool. And then like it has, it has value, but also isn't something that you had to create. Yeah. Um, and like with me kind of, I don't know if I, I don't think I talked about this on the show. Um, my, my own design Patreon, I'm moving it to pay what you want and you just get access to everything in PDF form. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, that means I can just update things and just throw it out there. Yeah. And so like, I can go like, Hey, I made a half page PDF that gives you this cool thing and then like put it out. And so like, I, I intend to try to like use some of this to just make these interconnectivities and like, I, you know, the old dragon magazines. Yeah. <laughs> they had like all of these, like, like the really old ones, like the ones that were like zines. Um, they had like all of these great old timey advertisements for like, this guy's name is Jack and he lives in the middle of Missouri and he makes his own miniatures. And if you send him $5, he'll send you a miniature. <laughs> and so like, I want to like connect to other products and connect to other people that are like doing stuff in the same style of things you know yeah i like that a lot i think there's there's a lot here i think you're very close the minute one of these is out which i think could i think i think honestly an mvp will be out this year of at least one of these games yeah absolutely. Uh, because i've started doing the actual like typing it up and uh rad crawls doesn't need to have that many rules <laughs> Yeah. You know, <laughs> like it's 
it's a simplest it's a simplified version of D&D. So like I don't need to do like an enormous amount of of explaining stuff and like D&D is complicated because it has a thousand edge cases. Yeah. And like Radcrawl will also eventually have a thousand edge cases. But the edge case is on the card. Yeah. And so like I'm looking for a yeah, like I'm looking for a GM ruling. You're sort of you're sort of establishing all the ed- edge cases are going to happen through like tags and other mechanics that are specific to the, the the section of the game you're playing. Yeah. So like you know, I need to have on, on your turn you move your number of movement, which for players is five, and you do an action, and like I might have like. Like, do you get opportunity attacks? I think probably. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that's how they work the, quite yet. That's the that's the the rules model of something like Magic: The Gathering, where the yeah. core rules are very simple. And there are yeah. yes, there are hundreds of edge cases where the rules uh, all play against each play around with each other like in complicated ways. But those are all on yeah. the cards. So like, yes, maybe there is a way. Maybe there's a way for you to become a werewolf and get more movement. <laughs> Per, because you're like doing the werewolf sprinting stuff but that's because you've got a card that says the the game by default says you get five speed but because you're a werewolf you get to break that rule and instead use yeah. this yeah so um, that's i think it's a good way to do that for exactly what you're trying to do yeah i think so too and then just like being the toughest thing that i'm seeing so far is just like being comfortable putting out products that aren't done yeah. Like the the minimum viable product is I want it I want you to choose an ability at the beginning of the game so that you don't have the exact same character as everyone else. But like I don't know how many of those I need yeah. to make. There should yeah. probably be approximately one per class at least. You know, like you want like something that feel you want to be able to feel like a thief level That's right. 1. You could put like a couple in the core game yeah and then immediately be like and also here's five more in a deck here's 20 more here's and then like i think also just being being given that i'm doing this primarily digitally at least for now um i want to have it digital and work with it digitally for a little while yeah just go in like you know yeah when this releases it is a 15 page pdf and Three months from now, it's a 17-page PDF, and another three months from now, it's a 40-page PDF, and just, like, add stuff in as it comes. I think that's... And just, like, you know, people great. might have to obnoxiously download a new PDF. <laughs> that's fine. As long as you um, have a coherent uh, version naming system, I won't have any problem with that. <laughs> uh, no, no. The, the first one is going to be called... Radcrawl MVP Final. There's gonna <laughs> Radcrawl MVP Final Two, but uh, but that's fine. If it's if it's all <laughs> Radcrawl MVP Final One, Radcrawl MVP Final Two. That's oh, no, the fine. second one's called Radcrawl. Okay, with no no other explanation. Third one is Radcrawl, and then the date. You got that's <laughs> fourth mm. one is Radcrawl. Copy 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 Final. I have a game that I will not name <laughs> that I have. 
I have five different versions of the game as it's been released, and it's like version one, version 2.0, version February, version 2020, version final. And it's like, yep. screw you guys. Come up with a naming convention and stick to it. I'm trying to keep all these as historical documents, and I have no idea if this one you've given me. Like, I, I, like, what order <laughs> they go in? In what order they've gone in. They're all still available to download through <laughs> Drive Through RPG. Is February more uh, up to date than version 2.0? Like, <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm just going to assign them colors, but I'm not going to tell anyone what color order goes. And it's not going to be the same game to game. Okay. It's like this version Cyan. <laughs> I, I even think I hate that less. This, this is version. He- this version, uh, like hex O three G four, but that the business model that uh, or the release model that like yeah. Jeff has been doing, Jeff Stormer has been doing with anyone can wear the mask is kind of like incredible, and and I think the good yeah. way to do that of like here is a very basic version of the game. Sales of this game will allow me to put money into an account to buy better art and yeah. add and like pay people to write extra stuff. And then once we hit a certain threshold, I will release a better full color version of the game or whatever, ult- the ultimate edition. And then if you bought it, you'll get that. And then everyone going forward will pay a little bit more, blah, blah, blah or whatever. Yeah. Like, like that, like that evolving version of the game is kind of a very, I like that way of, of, of being like, here's the thing now. But here's the plan. Yeah. And like that is I I have to say I've been taking a lot of a lot of (laughs) I mean there is there is a you could make a very good argument that uh, that rad crawl is Brandon trying to imitate Jeff Stormer (laughs) the game (laughs) because I listen to every episode of all my fantasy children and I'm like oh god this would be so good as an arena this would be so good as a weapon. I'm sure that no one who listens to this podcast needs to hear this, but Jeff Stormer is a very smart and yeah. very good at what he does. Yeah. Um, and th- the other person that I've been getting a whole bunch of inspiration from lately is um, the other Tracy, uh, mm-hmm. at the other Tracy. Uh, and uh, because I basically just took the monetization model of just going like, you know what? Uh, once you release something, once you do a Kickstarter on something, the tail's really short. It doesn't tend to continue to pay. And so it's better to offer, and like, given how few people are like in tabletop games and are in India tabletop games especially, it's better to get more people playing. Yeah. And it's better to get more access out there and to, to have more people being able to check it out. So I think and, that uh, I think at the end of the day, what we're saying is, watch the Watchmen TV show. <laughs> uh, I know that was a little bit of a roundabout argument, but yeah, and Squid Game is apparently not about like Squids. octopus. <laughs> yeah. I still have no idea what it's actually about. It's it looks so good. It's about um like a dystopian dysto- dystopian question mark might just be now. real life. Yeah, might just yeah. Uh, where like people are put into like horrific games in order to win an enormous amount of money, and if they lose, they die. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if uh, yeah, so j- just check those out. Check those out. <laughs> Keep an eye out for Radcrawl coming to you later this orange. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Later this orange. <laughs> um, Pro- you know what? I think people will be able to play, uh, play rad crawl at winter holiday gatherings. Okay, I'm I'm relatively certain. Yeah, um, you'll have to print your own cards. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, tell us on Twitter. Reach out to us. Um, what kind of an audience you want to see in a stadium in rad sports. Uh, you can find us together at Stop, Hack, and Roll, or individually, I am at Anthem Meltdowns. And I'm at Leon Gambetta. You can find all of our episodes in iTunes, Spotify, or at www.stophackandroll.com. We make this podcast with the support of our Patreon backers, people like Jimmy Rogers, Jack Blair, Spencer Austin, Nick and Cameron Robertson, Larry Asmuth, Megan Cross, Lou Tennant, The It You Trash Crew, Kettle and Clock, and Justin Hunter. If you'd like to help support our show and all of our other shows, check us out at patreon.com slash stop, hack, and roll. If you can't support us financially, support our community by becoming a part of it. Come tell us about the games you're working on and uh, join the Stop, Hack, and Roll Day 1 DLC Red Crawl print and play deck uh, where you can get a little sample card out and to help have an advertisement that points at your bigger set of cards. Uh, join our Discord at tinyurl.com slash shrdiscord or discord.stopbackandroll.com. Yeah. So if if you are lined up waiting for the play to start and the crowd is going absolutely wild booing you, just know that it's because they're booing you because you forgot to stop, hack, and roll. Welcome to Stop Hack and Mole. Stop Hack and Mole. And roll. Stop Hack and Mole. Stop Hack and Mole. Yeah.